The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and I am pumped to be joined by the Brooke Destra. We are live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. And Brooke, the Flyers are calling it a new era, a new era of orange. They're hoping this on this last press conference on Friday is the next big step in their rebuild. They introduced Keith Jones as president of hockey operations, Danny Breer, as general manager, it was a real decorated press conference in the bowl of the Wells Fargo Center. So we're going to get into our takeaways from it all, try to break it down into some of the most important parts that, you know, we took away from it. So let's get right into it, Brooke. What was your yeah. first takeaway from this massive press conference, this new era? Yeah. So aside from the fact that, listen, I'm so excited that they're going to a darker shade of orange. <laughs> I hate the traffic cone stuff. I really do. So let me throw that out there now and let's let's really get into it. Um, <laughs> and the biggest thing that, well, not the biggest, you know, again, big press conference, lots of things are happening, but I was really curious to see the response of the fans. And I, I want to touch on that really early in the podcast because, you know, they, they have valid feelings for you know, this kind of distress that this franchise has been in for the past couple of years. And I feel like at the end of the day, there's a really short leash of patience. Yeah. Um, and it's validated. It really is. And Flyers fans have heard time and time again, we're, we're making change. Things are going to change. And, you know, it's kind of a lot of empty promises and empty words. So I have a feeling that Flyers fans are going to waver on this line of cautious optimism until you see that first domino actually fall this offseason. Um, it's one thing to say something, and it's actually another to execute it. And we did hear a lot of promising things in this press conference that we are going to dive into, but I, I think it was Flyers fans want to be able to be excited about hockey because at the end of the day, when this team is good, Philly is a hockey city, and I don't think I've ever seen it in my life. Yeah, I mean, you know, 2010, but, you know, that that old era Broad Street bullies, like, I never felt like I have able, been able to witness that. And I so desperately want to see a winning era of Flyers hockey before I die, so hopefully. Um, but... I'm I'm curious to see how long the fans kind of hold on because listen, it could be way worse. We could be in the coyote situation. Yeah. Which is absolutely brutal. And I feel for those fans out in Arizona right now. Um, but yeah, just kind of taking on to what the fans are feeling and how, you know, 
short that leash really is going to be if nothing crazy happens this offseason. I think fans, like you said, Brooke, definitely are going to have cautious optimism. I do think Danny Breer and Keith Jones will have a longer leash with the fans because they're so well-liked, they're so beloved. And I think the the message now from the Flyers is patience, rebuild. It will take time, but we'll do it right. And we're going to do it right with these two individuals that are well-liked. So I, I do think they're they're going to have some time. But at the end of the day, a press conference doesn't do anything for fans. It's, right. it's like you said, they're just so tired of hearing words and not seeing any follow through. So it's going to come down to follow through to me. You know, what kind of action does Danny Briere have this all season? Um, what type of vision does Keith Jones have in terms of getting this team back on track? They're going to want to see follow through. And I think that's what's going to be the, you know, the end game here. Yeah. So. Fingers crossed. Yes. But we heard some really great things during this press conference. Yeah. So why don't we dive into them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My one of my takeaways, Brooke, was Dan Hilferty, I thought, really solidified himself as sort of the new leader, the new face of the leadership group. I think for a long time or for a little while, maybe over the last I would say six, seven years, maybe, I think a lot of fans always wondered who the general manager um had to, you know, talk to. Who did he have to respond to? Uh, who did he have to answer to? And I don't think anyone really had a real face of ownership. Who exactly was calling shots? Who exactly, um, how, you know, how often was the GM meeting, you know, with the ownership group? And I thought Hilferty came out and really cemented his face out there and said, you know, this is, this is me. I'm Dan Hilferty. Um, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to talk a lot. Uh, at the press conference, he was very well spoken. He maybe talked more than anyone. Yeah. Uh, he answered some of the most questions. He had a real long introductory uh, statement. Um, he was bold. He was firm. And I think that's something that was lacking recently was, you know, Dave Scott was a little more behind the scenes. He was behind the curtains. The last time we had actually spoken to Dave Scott was January uh, 2022. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So it had been a while yeah. and for a while, and, and you know, listen, people do things differently. Some owners are more behind the spotlight. Some more, some owners like Ed Snyder were very much out there. I think Dan Helferty will be a good balance of the in-between of Dave Scott, Ed Snyder. But I, I really thought he um, spoke with volume. He spoke uh, firmly. And I thought that stood out to me that he he's willing to be out there and he's going to voice the vision and, and, and get out there. And I thought that was a positive. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I took away from him is he had said, we're stronger when we're together. Yeah. And aside from the fact of him just being, you know, a little more vocal, a little more in front of fans, in front of media, I haven't felt like this front office has been so aligned on the same page in a very long time. And I think that that was, you know, the biggest takeaway from, from Dan, from Danny, from Keith, they, everybody has the one goal in mind. And yes, obviously the end goal is to win a cup, bring the cup to Philly, but you need to be on the same page from the ground up. And that was a really promising poignant moment that every single person 
overly stressed when they were speaking to the media. And I, I want to commend them for that because I just feel like there's a lot more organization yeah. going into this. And, you know, we're fully embracing this rebuild, the new era of orange. And that's something that we haven't seen in this past decade. Like, you know, oh, we're going to build around this aging core and we have the pieces that are going to win it. They know that this team has to be basically stripped for parts and kind of rebuilt. And with everybody on the same page, you know, hopefully things will kind of start to fall in line. Exactly. And we'll see how Dan Hilferty serves in his role when things are bad or when things are good or when there's a lot of outside pressures. You know, this, this was just one press conference. Um, but he comes from healthcare. Uh, he comes from, you know, a background where probably uh, coordination, collaboration and leadership is like all critical to follow through on company initiatives and, and stuff like that. So this is a sports world. It's a little different, but you definitely need um, collaboration and coordination. And I definitely think the Flyers probably lacked a little bit of that. You can definitely tell they, they have an emphasis on having the business and the hockey upside a little more together, a little yeah. more on the same page. That has to be important for any organization. Certainly, I think that was lacking before. And they're trying to put all the faces out there of this is a collective group. I thought that overall was positive. And it, it was nice to here and see Dan Hilferty. Uh, it's just nice to sometimes see the guy that's all the way at the top that, mm -hmm. you know, like who does the, who do the GMs, who do the presidents, who do they answer to? Cause I think sometimes there was always doubt of like, is this guy really being overseen? Whoever it may be. Um, Dan Hilferty seems to be the guy and he seems like he's going to, you know, have a strong voice and where things go and making sure everything's on the same page. Uh, so I thought that stuck out to me. Yeah. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Brooke Desha, your takeaway number two. What was it? I need everybody to give Keith Jones a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and I so much loved how John Tortorella just kind of went right at it being like, <laughs> I don't understand this whole, okay, they were former Flyers players. Like, why is it cursed? Why is it like, and you know, you kind of get it to an extent, like, okay, how far did they extend their reach for searching? But they, they discussed it on the podcast. They, not the podcast, the press conference. We're on a podcast. Yes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Starts um, with the letter P. Yeah. Potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> but it was stressed so much that it just so happened that you had the best pieces here in Philly, which is great. And if you speak to anybody in the hockey world, they have such an immense respect for Keith Jones. And I also feel like, are we still allowed to call him Jonesy? Like, I, I feel know. like that's like, he's got the official, you're president of hockey operations. Yeah. I feel like Jonesy is a little informal now. So we're, <laughs> we're going to have to get back to you guys on, on that with, um, Jonesy, Mr. 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 Jones. Mr. Jones. <laughs> um, Knowing Keith Jones will probably expect and want to be called Jonesy. Yes. But I have a feeling you'll hear some more Keith yeah. stuff, or at least. I, I mean, it'll it'll be very strange not listening to him as an analyst. Yeah. But I think Al Morgani had said it. Um, every single time that I'm still going to call him Jonesy for the sake of the pod. Sure. <laughs> that he's, whenever he's walking around 
media and press box. You have people from other teams coming to talk to him. You have scouts from other teams coming and talking to him. He's his hockey knowledge is just next level. And I feel like people just need to give him that chance, that opportunity. Like he's a very charismatic guy when it comes to like, you know, schmoozing the hockey world, but he also has the intelligence to back it up. And I really hope that people just give him a chance to succeed instead of throwing him into this category of, well, he was a former flyer. Yeah. And and that's, I, I kind of wrote something about that. Like these are not, this is not just the same old hires. Uh, both of them come in fresh. Both of them have not held these roles. It's not like guys that have been in hockey for 20, 30 years and have done things the same way over and over and over again. Yes, they are former flyers, but, um, a lot of former flyers have gone on elsewhere and been successful, and th- there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if the flyers have a good standard and people learn when they're here in the organization and want to eventually still work um, in hockey, I- I- there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah. to me, yeah, it's give them a chance. Um, Brooke, I had a, kind of a similar takeaway too because I think when it was first reported by, I believe, Frank Saravelli, Daily Faceoff, said that Keith Jones was a finalist for the position, and I think everyone was – surprised like whoa Keith Jones like he's been in broadcasting all of his post career he has never held a role in a front office like Mm -hmm. really Keith Jones and I think a lot of people thought of the Keith Jones of as this lighthearted fun guy that's self-deprecating and likes to laugh about himself and always acts like he's not that smart because that's just the humble Keith Jones yeah I thought the press conference just hearing Keith Jones speak really got everyone thinking wow no you know what this guy's actually pretty smart and he really cares about this and wants to do this and actually has a vision. Um, again, we'll see how it works. Just because he's good people doesn't mean he's the right person for the job. But the overall point being, I, I took away like, wow, I'm watching Keith Jones and it doesn't seem that surprising anymore that he's sitting up there talking about being president of the Flyers. It, it wasn't that surprising anymore to me because it kind of took me back to the, like the, what the core of Keith Jones is that he's very smart, highly intelligent, well-connected within the league and has seen a number of people do it and probably is going to take a lot of those experiences of hearing from, you know, former teammates, GMs, um, executives, and probably applying it to his own position. Um, That's something that really stood out to me. Yeah, and you also kind of have to look at this whole thing. Nobody has watched this team as closely as Keith Jones for the past, how, 17 years he's been in broadcasting. Yeah. Yeah. And he's never been afraid to be brutally honest about what needs to change, what needs to be done. And now he's in a position where he can make those things happen. And I also thought it was a really cool moment when he talked about he would have he wouldn't have done this anywhere else. Like he wants to bring a winning team back to Philly because of the fans, because of the culture. And I think that that's really important to stress on. He wants to do it for Philly. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's pretty darn cool. It's really special. Yeah. I think that's something fans can definitely gravitate towards is that, Hey, these guys want to be here. They want to do this. Uh, The situation is not, you know, a red carpet and roses. It's a pretty tough challenge right now, uh, but they care enough to do it. Um, I'll be really eager to see just, you know, how they operate when times are, are tough, when there's tough decisions to be made. These are well-liked people that get along with everyone. But 
Uh, can they make the real difficult, hard decisions? I don't doubt that they do, but I'm just going to be eager to see when it, when those situations arise, how they, how they act and what it will be like to see Danny Briere and Keith Jones when they have to be yeah. kind of tough and, and show some snarl and, and make some really just brutally honest and tough decisions. Uh, Brooke, my second takeaway was um, the Flyers think a ton of Danny Briere. They oh, really yeah. think this is the guy. Uh, they didn't go out and, and get a president of hockey ops that has experience um, making massive decisions and kind of controls the boat and controls where everything's going. Dan Hilford, he said to us after the press conference that they had a number of candidates that kind of came out in a hard and fast way and said, this is how I do things. This is how I operate. Uh, we, we, you know, I typically call the shot here or there. They didn't really want that. They wanted Danny Brayer to really have the keys to really be able to make decisions on the roster construction, construction, the draft, the future of the organization, and everything from player personnel. And they're going to allow him to do it. And I think that's pretty cool. Give him his chance. Uh, we'll see where it goes. And I think they're comfortable with that because they believe they're going to have a good support group around them, like Keith Jones, um, like Valerie Camillo, Dan Helferty, John Tortorella, who's got vast experience uh, in the game. So I believe they the whole have the right group. And, and we're not even talking about the assistant GMs like Barry Hanrahan and Brent Flair. Um, a lot of people around him that will help him when maybe he's maybe feeling a little overwhelmed. Yeah. But they really do believe in him. They think he's the next brilliant thing here. Um, and, and they're confident that he can do the job. For sure. Yeah, that was actually my, my third kind of biggest point. Nice. I mean, Danny, listen, guys, I'm kind of on the younger side of Flyers fans, so that sorry. <laughs> but She's 19. No. No, no. We won't talk a little about her older age. than that. Yes, no. yes. <laughs> but you, you know, you've but, been around Flyers, though, and you know I, the game. Oh, yeah. But I mean, in the aspect of, you know, this past decade is really all I know. I sure. mean, I, I mean, I've been watching hockey for, you know, I want to say 20 years now, but Danny Briere was that guy that made me want to watch them. Yeah. Especially in the playoffs of 2010. His nickname is Mr. Playoffs. playoffs. Not a bad nickname, right? No. Like you, he knows what the energy, what the atmosphere is like when this team is winning when the fans are 120% backing them. Yeah. And to all the fans that sit there and they're like, sell the team, we don't care. Why are you posting? Why are you talking about this? <laughs> Why are you posting? You, you do care because you want them to do better. Yeah. You, I want them to do better. Yeah. I mean, I'm Philly born and raised, but hockey is my thing. Yeah. You want them to win. You want them to succeed. Danny Briere knows what it's like to be on a winning team. Here in Philly, he knows the energy. To just, I just, mm. yeah, it's Danny Briere. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's Danny Briere. Give him the give him the chance. And like you said, there aren't really many times where you get hit with an interim general manager title. And I feel like from the minute that Briere kind of stepped into Fletcher's right hand guy, like to kind of like follow and shadow him throughout this whole thing. Briere was getting primed to take on this role one day. And I just, I think it's, he's going to surprise a lot of people in a good way because like you said, these are new faces in these positions and 
he stressed fully that the fans have his attention. Yeah. And I I can't wait to root for these guys. I re- like they they did such a good job forming this, you know, front office at the moment where it's like you can't look at these guys and be like, nah. Yeah. Count them out immediately. You want to root for them. You want to cheer for them. You want them to succeed. And I think with fans backing them up on this, I think it's a really good recipe for success. I now listen, like I said, it's cautiously optimistic. You gotta wait for that first big domino to fall, and then I feel like the fans are gonna be like, oh, wait a minute, something's actually happening. Yeah. And then the fans will fully back up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it, it's definitely exciting. Um, and the fact that everybody speaks so highly of Danny Briere is obviously why they brought him in. Yeah. Catch all the sports action and more at Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. Whether it's the money line or the pass line, there's something for everyone, including a great sports book. Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. Philly loves a winner. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Yeah, Brooke, with with Danny Briere, like you said, he's so beloved here in Philadelphia. Really made his name in the big moments. And I'm, I'm sure the Flyers are hoping that that keen eye for talent, like what makes a player tick in the big moments will be uh, utilized here in Philadelphia with, you know, his eye for talent. And um, I think fans, yeah, are, I think most fans maybe are apprehensive, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, but I think they're going to get it. You know, they're going to give these guys a chance because they're just, they're so well liked. Um, and I think the biggest thing is they care. They, they, they want to see the Flyers do well. And I think that goes a long way. Sometimes maybe when you get an outsider, um, which is, sometimes really good or sometimes it's not right. But when you get an outsider, sometimes they, maybe they don't fully grasp, you know, the history of the organization, why it, you know, why it's been lost or where it's fallen to and why it needs to get back. Uh, whereas these guys, you know, they've been around for a while and I think they know why it's going to be important to, you know, really get this back on track, get fans back in the building and like actually caring about the flyers. There's been f- fan interest has been lost. For, you know, it's, it's taken a serious hit. It's, I mean, kind of brutal. Right. You had the COVID year where they couldn't even come to games until like the tail end when there was like a real small capacity. If I remember correctly, it was in like around 3000 people. Um, then you had 2021, 22 where they lost 57 games and the arena was empty for like the last half of the year or the last quarter of it. And then this year where of course they struggle with attendance. Cause I think a lot of people, didn't really believe a ton and the team was very much transitioning. So, you know, the last three years, they, I think have struggled with fan interest and getting people in seats. And uh, I I think these fans are ready to maybe give this a chance and, and see where it goes. Yeah. I think it was, it was really important. And I think that's the biggest difference. This press conference, as opposed to what we've kind of heard the past few years, they're embracing the rebuild. 
they they're acknowledging it they're talking about it openly with the fans i mean they're emphasizing this whole new era and they want to respect the rich history of this team but and dan hilford he had said this but setting a new path forward and uh, i just I never got the chance and I, I'm saying I'm speaking from the heart right now. <laughs> I never got the chance to witness the early 2010 playoff hockey in the building. Yeah. And I just, I know we will get there. I hope we get there soon. Er, then later. <laughs> um, 2040. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> listen, I don't think so. Don't joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I just the the main goal is to bring the fans back into Wells Fargo Center and have that high energy. And I think they're finally realizing, well, not finally realizing, but they they've come to this like big like head of a conclusion that it's all about the product on the ice. Yeah, you know, it doesn't the the fancy you know the the in arena screen, the new seats, like it, it's great. And it's a wonderful experience. It's all about the product on the ice. Yep. And I feel like everyone, and again, kind of wrapping up to bookending what we were talking about in the beginning, everybody's on the same page and moving forward. It's, it's kind you, you're almost kind of on the edge of your seat of what is going to happen because for once it does feel like something's different. And change is coming and I'm excited. And I can't tell you the last time I used the word excited Talking for the, the Flyers. flyers. <laughs> Maybe 2019-20. Really... Probably. That was before the year. that was the year. A pandemic swept the world. That was the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brooke, I agree. And um, my biggest takeaway for me really was uh, that Keith Jones wants to do this. Like he was approached by the Flyers. I was really interested in hearing whether Keith Jones went for this in his like own initiative and intuition. Like, did he want this or did the Flyers come out to him and say, Hey, like, we know you like what you do, but we really think you're really good. You'd be a good fit for this. And they approached him. He said he never in his broadcasting career was he working to parlay this into like a front office role. And let's be real with the broadcasting gig is probably really nice for him. I mean, he's done it now for like, you know, 17 years as Jim Jackson's uh, broadcast partner. He's been on television broadcasting for over 20. He does national games. He does the games in this market. He's such a joy to listen to. Joy to listen to. I'm going to miss him on the broadcast. Yeah. So dearly. I really am. I think we saw Jim Jackson tweet like real emotionally that like, I'm very happy for him, but I will really miss being, you know, alongside him as broadcast partners. And I think he uh, generally thoroughly meant that. Um, but to me, like, you know, this is a real challenge. And the Flyers approached Keith Jones saying, like, we think you'd be good for this. And he accepted it. Like, that was cool. I think he feels indebted to the organization. And I think he really wants to do this for Ed Snyder. Yes. And that, I thought that meant a lot. I mean, you have a guy that, again, does not need to do this job. He could have said no. He could have said, hey, I'm very happy doing what I do. I want to be around family more. He's taking on this challenge because he feels a responsibility and a duty to do it. And I thought that was very cool. Uh, I think that means a lot to the organization. I think it should mean a lot to fans that this guy wants to take on this challenge 
And uh, he told us after the press conference that he didn't think Ed Snyder would be very surprised that he's standing here right there that day because Keith Jones was a very close confidant of Ed Snyder. He said when Ed Snyder reached out to him, um, he spoke honestly to him. And he said he believes that's why Snyder, Snyder appreciated Keith Jones is because he was very honest about things to him. And uh, I think he felt like he needed to do this for Ed Snyder. I, I thought that was cool. Yeah. And Keith Jones even said it in his presser. He was like, this is still Ed Snyder's team. And I think that that has to resonate at some level with these Flyers fans because in our hearts, it, it really kind of is. It's it's still, we're near and dear loving Ed Schneider and for Keith Jones to want to honor him by kind of bringing this team back to what it used to be. I think it's really important. And, and he had said it took maybe 10 seconds for him to realize that I want to do this. Yeah. And I don't want to say this is like a stars alignment kind of thing. I mean, I am a big universe gal, <laughs> but I think it's, it's really important for everybody un to understand that Jonesy's vision is probably very similar, if not the same to what Ed's would have been right now. Mm -hmm. And you can only hope for the best. Yeah. I'm hoping. We're hoping. Yeah. <laughs> All hope right now, I think, among hope, hope. Flyers fans and a lot of people that follow the team. Uh, but, yes, the fact that Keith Jones is wants to take this on, the fact that Danny Breer wants to take this on. I mean, I'm not sure how – you know, I, I can't say among, like, league circles that the Flyers' job is probably, you know – like people are very jealous right now of the Flyers and where they are. Like that's not the case. I mean, they no. they're in a tough spot, and the fact that these two guys want to do this, want to bring it on, I think is at least a positive step forward. And we'll see where it goes. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's going to work perfectly, and if it doesn't work, if it doesn't result in like a perennial contender, I don't think it'll be for a lack of like care or effort from yeah. these two guys. Um, I definitely don't think it will be that. So. You know, you got to take baby steps, and I think getting two guys that want to be here, want to do it, I think are baby steps. Or uh, And I think the Flyers were hoping that Friday was really a pivotal step towards this rebuild. I think the rebuild really started towards the back end of last year um, when I think everyone started to realize that this is going to take time and yeah. there wasn't going to be any false, you know, or maybe some miracle where they contend in that year and make the playoffs. I think everyone started to realize where the Flyers are, and maybe uh, Friday was a – you know, a big step and pushing it forward. I mean, you could tell that it, it meant a lot to the organization as well because of how they set it up. I mean, you were in the bowl, yeah. you know, it was, it was set up like this huge, you know, step forward and God, you just, I, I keep thinking about it and I want, I can't wait. I can't wait. I just, you want that domino to fall and then I'll really be excited. Yeah. But you know, we heard so many great things and we heard so many great um, statements from everybody about this, this new team moving forward. And you can really only hope that they stick to the words, they start to execute it. And I mean, if we even start seeing these like slight little shifts and movements in this off season, I really think it's going to get everybody's attention of, okay, finally it's happening. Yeah. And you are going to have these guys to thank. I was sitting there as I got to the Wells Fargo Center on Friday and I um, went upstairs to the press box just to 
put my laptop uh, open and I saw that they were having it in the bowl. I actually didn't quite understand, like in the press conference or in the release, they mm-hmm. said on the floor of the Wells Fargo Center. I was like, okay, like maybe is that on the ground level yeah. in one of the, you know, the rooms? Mm-hmm. And then I saw, no, I'm like, wow, they're doing it in the bowl. And I couldn't remember in my time being around the team covering it. When did they ever do that? And so I asked Wayne Fish, uh, a colleague of mine who's covered the team for, I think, 44 years, <laughs> been doing it a long time, has done it for the Bucks Courier Times and now for Flying Fish Hockey, his own website. I said, have you ever seen a press conference like in the bowl of the arena? He said, no. And I, I was like, wow, that's telling, that's telling right? That they felt like Friday was significant, significant enough to make it this decorated and and to and make it a pivotal day, not just another press conference with a couple mics and a table. There was a podium. There was everything. There was five people. Um, they felt it was an important day. And I guess we'll see how important it is in terms of like the actual direction and production of the team, bro. But a big day as Brooke Kesher (laughs) pleads, pleads for for results. But we'll have plenty more to cover. We're excited to cover this, Brooke. It was nice to see something new, something different, um, and some fresh perspective uh, with the Flyers. And a a real, like, it's only May. It's only May, which is hard to believe. Huge offseason ahead with June and July. Uh, not not far off in the distance. We'll have it all covered here on the Flyers Talk Podcast. Sounds like a plan, Jordan. Brooke, thank you so much for joining me. Great seeing you. Great chatting with you. A big thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru. And Flyers fans, of course, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk Podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we can't wait to talk to you next time. 